Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is workplace romances. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, what to consider before dating a coworker, and the difference between happiness and joy and how to find more of it in your life. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know if she's crazy to date a coworker and another whose crush won't date her because they work together. But first, Angela, what is going on in your week? So if you remember on the episode when Nick and Ian were both on, we talked about how Nick and I both cannot take compliments. Like we right. we just kind of like we're uncomfortable with them. We put like if someone compliments us on something, we like put ourselves down. I've been experiencing this a lot with Nick lately because really? his hair was really long and now he cut it short and he looks like a hot 90s heartthrob in my he does humble great. opinion. He looks great. So anyone that sees him, anyone that knows him is like, oh my God, your hair. Oh my God, it looks so good. Your hair, you cut your hair. Nick probably wishes he never cut his hair because he's <laughs> never gotten so many compliments in a short period of time in his life. And he's Oh always, my God, he doesn't know what to do, right? He doesn't know how to handle it. He's always like, oh yeah, it was in my face. <laughs> yeah, you just have to come up with like a funny quip to, to just make people stop. Yeah. Um. So that's fine when you do it to yourself, but I realized recently that I also can't take couple compliments. Like when people compliment my, my relationship with Ian. Oh, they do? What do they say? Nice. Like, we I wish we could be you. Not like that that happens all the time. It doesn't happen <laughs> what do that they often. S- Wait, what do they say? How do they, they compliment they, you guys as a relationship? Well, people will just be like, you know, like, oh, like I, I love the way you guys talk to each other. Like yeah. you're very whatever respectful of each other i had a friend no i actually love that because that's true you guys do that you guys are very yeah i mean it's a low bar like you should be respectful (laughs) to each other but that's true good point and then i had you should actually just say that like that's a low bar shouldn't everybody well the 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 specific compliment that made me think of this being an issue and then like what happens is that i like wind up putting down our relationship which is like not something you should do oh like you'll be like oh well you should have seen us last Exa- night when literally we were fighting over what to get for dinner exactly that which that it's like it's one thing when you do it about yourself but then when you do it about your relationship yeah, no, you're like mean. oh i'm making it sound like we're about to break up right um but yeah i was at like a, a party and and ian was somewhere else and my friend was like i love how you guys can just like you operate independently like you both have your own independence and you just trust each other or whatever and I, I i forget what i said but i was just kind of like yeah basically what you said like well yeah should have seen his children yeah like or like well he should be here right now you know yeah um so i'm learning that that is bad and i have to stop <laughs> <laughs> i actually think you're what if you okay I think we can find a compromise here because you don't like compliments. You want to deflect that might, you know, you could work on just being like, thank you. But sometimes that can feel like cocky, I guess, is why people maybe find ways to deflect. I think you can still deflect without putting your relationship down. I think you can deflect by putting the compliment, not down, but kind right. of your joke that you just said you could be like well uh what, what was the, the compliment? low bar what was the, the low bar yeah what was the oh, compliment like that, you, that got? you speak respectfully to each other yeah but then what was the one she said yesterday oh, that we both you live independently. independently yeah you could just be like oh well that's kind of a low bar i mean like you know i'd be in big trouble if we were in a needy right if we were in like, a needy codependent relationship then you know i'd be in big trouble where 
you're complimenting your relationship, still talking it out, mm-hmm. still talking it up, but you're you're kind of talking shit on on uh, on on like the compliment kind of (laughs) that is an approach because you're right otherwise if you're like thank you it's kind of like you know in mean girls when she's like you're really pretty and she's like thanks and she's like so you agree you're really pretty yes (laughs) that's that's how how i feel well that's how it feels when you get compliments because that's why what people always do is they mirror it like oh my god i love your dress oh thanks i love your earrings even though like right, then that feels like ingenuine even if it's true even if it's true and like half the time it's like i'm like oh the earrings are fine right (laughs) Just yes. If I have to pick something on you, I'm quickly picking something. But uh, yeah, I think you can just make a joke about how like, oh well, yeah, we'd be in big trouble if we were in like a codependent needy relationship. So thanks. So then you're kind of making a joke, not putting yourself down, right? And still not feeling like Regina George. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. (laughs) I think you're. I think you're doing great. Nick and I are working on it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What's going on in your week? Well, it's not what's going on in my week. It's going on my hairstylist week. Ooh, she always has good stories if this is the same lady we've talked about. It is. I got my hair done recently. So, of course, I got to like catch up with my hairstylist on a relationship who, as you remember, she got out of a 12-year relationship with a guy and now she's dating again, but she's kind of doing everything right. She didn't want to jump into anything right away. She wanted to date around, be independent, find herself again. But as it happened, she met somebody who was all about her. And the last time I saw her, which, you know, I see her every eight weeks to get my <laughs> highlights done. Yes. He, I, I think I told the story about how they were at an engagement party. Oh yeah. And, and he was like, so someone was like, Oh, it's like, what are you guys? And he, and she was like, Oh, nothing like just friends and he got all butthurt right and right. and and was like well like what are we and she was like oh this is like you know don't don't have the what are we question like at an engagement party kind right, of thing right because he didn't wait till they got home he just yeah, did it right there don't do it at like a loaded place yeah. you know you don't want to like have that what are we conversation at a wedding an engagement right. party probably in public at all yeah it just becomes too loaded yeah and um you know it was it was fair because it was an awkward you know, some some jerk put them on the spot, right, right. trying to think they're breaking the ice, but what they're really doing is like meddling. Mm-hmm. Um, but needless to say, eight weeks later, they're now official. Oh, Mazel Tov! Um, but but what she told, I was like, how did that happen? She's like, well, he kind of kept bringing it up, um, oh my God. and so but he would do it in a way where he was like, look, I know you want time, and I'm not trying to rush you, and I don't want to rush you. I know you like where things are going, but uh, in my past, I've been told from you know, in other relationships that I wasn't that great at communicating and t- talking about my feelings. And I don't want to do that again. So the truth is I'm really falling for you. Like I only want to be with you. And then like, I think I'm falling in love with you. Oh, wow. Like really, really deep. And she was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> so I like that he communicated and was honest, but does it sound like she like said yes to being in the relationship because she wanted to or because she was like getting worn down by Uh, the maybe a little bit of both but I think Mm. eventually she said you know she just kind of looked at him and was like what am I doing you know like maybe the timing's not ideal I would like a little more time just being independent and dating around but like this guy is great he's a sweetie pie he's all about me he's a good dude what am I doing and I was like yeah I mean I saw them walking on the street holding hands the other week and I was like, they're the coolest looking couple ever. And did you have to pretend you didn't know every single thing about their Oh, totally. Relationship? I was like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, even though I know everything. Yeah. And But 
I guess the point of me telling the story is that it really highlighted to me how much we learn from our past relationships and experiences and how they inform other relationships. So because he had been told in the past, you know, you never open up, like you don't, you know, communicate. Mm -hmm. He's now very cognizant to do that in this new relationship, which, you know, might be for good or bad. It's good that he's obviously expressing himself, but he happens to be doing it to somebody that like really wants to take it slow. Right. But I just find it interesting as unfortunate as it is, you know, the stuff you tell your, your, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, they're like not doing great at. Hopefully they, they do better for you, but they might end up doing better for someone else. Yeah, that happens a lot. But at least this guy, like, I feel like what most people wind up doing is when they hear like some kind of negative feedback in one relationship, they internalize it and then it maybe manifests as like an insecurity. Right. But he is just being open about like what he's learned from his past relationship. I don't know. Maybe this guy has a great therapist because it sounds like he's like dealing with it great. I don't don't know if he's in therapy. I think, I think he just, you know, yeah. He's just a mature man. He's just a a mature man. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not everyone needs a therapist, but... I think he just kind of listened to what people have told him in the past. And because he really cares about this, my hairstylist, <laughs> he he's very cognizant to not want to fuck it up. And he's thinking back and he's saying, all right, what are things people have told me I need to work on in the past? I'm going to make sure I don't make those mistakes again. I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. All right. It is time for us to jump into the news. But first, we're going to take a very quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Fab fit fun what is your fab what is your fit what is your fun angela and i have our own ideas but what are yours you can put it all into a box yeah um when i got my last fab fit fun box it was so exciting because it's the winter box and i got like a cuddly blanket which you know like i've been honestly it's something that i've been wanting to get for my couch like a nice blanket and then just showed up at my door that was very exciting. So exciting. So for those of you curious what this FabFitFun is, it's a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. So I recently got some slippers in mine. I got some like hairspray stuff that is really, really amazing. Um, we got these cool gloves. Yeah, that they're like, called thirsty hands. They're to hydrate your hands. My hands get soups dry. Right. It's the winter time. Got to be looking fresh. Yeah. So you put these like gloves on. They moisturize. They have like all this cool stuff I wouldn't even know where to find. But then I love it. You know, it's just Um, like it's self-care made simple. It is self-care made simple. The boxes are delivered straight to your door. So no more wasted time searching for your new favorite thing. Their seasonal boxes come filled with eight to 10 full-size beauty, fitness, home and wellness products from some of your favorite brands, all for just $49.99. Really not bad. Um, Once a season, you visit their website to start customizing your own box um, they give you some choices. You fill out the little quiz. Um, you choose like like I did between they had like the unhide faux fur blanket or the Re- Rebecca Minkoff beanie set. I went with the blanket. Um, you might choose differently. That's all personalized to you. And then in just a few minutes, you'll have curated your perfect box, which is ready to ship to your doorstep. 
uh, for your very own unboxing moment. You know, if you want to be like an influencer and do an unboxing vid. Oh, we should have done that. Yeah, right. Uh, the box retails for forty nine ninety nine, but always has a value of over two hundred bucks. If you use coupon this is why, you will get ten dollars off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's code this is why for ten dollars off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. We would like to thank our sponsor, BioClarity. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. Their routines contain naturally derived, non-toxic ingredients that are gentle on your skin. This keeps your skin looking young and fresh without the harsh side effects of other brands. Now, Angela, I had my girlfriend, Whitney, coming to stay with us. And Whitney, you know Whitney. Yes. And she's kind of like my go-to girlfriend. She's a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. Whitney, ERD. Is her Instagram if you're interested? <laughs> Anyways, but she's also like very, very well versed when it comes to like non-toxic skincare products. Right. And that's like, her whole thing, right? We kind of like geek out about mm -hmm. non-toxic like house care products and like skincare stuff and like food. She, like if you're a healthy person, you want to be friends with Whitney. Right. So we should all be, this is not just a commercial for BioClarity. We should all be following Whitney on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, but for real. So out of nowhere, Whitney's like, oh my God, like I love BioClarity. And I was like, you oh. know, they sponsor my podcast. And she was like, I like them because of their ingredients are good. And I'm like, oh my God, BioClarity got my BFF Whitney's. I love when that happens. Whitney's seal of approval. I mean, I already love them. And I talk about how I like share them with my brother who like I also geek out with, about skincare with right. but I thought you'd be excited because I didn't even tell you this that like Whitney is obsessed with BioClarity too it has the Whitney seal of approval I know so you know it's good you know it's good I mean just you, you guys don't know Whitney but we can promise you this is like <laughs> a big deal <laughs> but like you've been to her house I've been in her home and it's and it's like a non-toxic uses palace. only non-toxic products yeah so anyways, my friend Whitney likes BioClarity and that just, I don't know, when you're, when you have like a BFF that likes something that you already like, I don't know, like that kind of means more than some like random ass person that likes it. It's them. true. I know? mean, we could end the commercial right here and just tell you, listen, Whitney approves of it. Yeah, yeah, you should yeah. buy it. But, but we're not going to end it here. We're going to give you a little more information uh, just in case you need it. That, so the thing with BioClarity is they have two routines for your skincare needs. They have the clear skin routine, and that's for oily or breakout prone skin. And then there's the essentials routine, which is for normal skin and just everyday use. Both routines consist of an easy-to-use three-step regimen that helps improve the look and feel of your skin and is packed full of detoxifying nutrients. The products are uniquely formulated to help nourish the skin with clean plant-based ingredients. The routines also include a super special ingredient found only in BioClarity. That's Floralux. And this is made from the chlorophyll from plants. It's That's cool. Yeah. I love Floralux just sounds fancy. Yeah, and it's green, so you know it feels planty. Get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. Uh, we love it because it makes us feel good. And even better, these products are actually affordable. And right now, our listeners can save 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal. But you need to enter our code SINGLE at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 15% off everything on their website when you use code SINGLE at checkout. What have you been reading in the news, Angela? Well, in honor of the theme this week, I went on Forbes and they had an article about Should You Date a Coworker by Chelsea V. Joseph. Um, so she spoke to 
this woman, Dana Gorin, who is an HR and chief customer officer at a company called Hibob, which is an HR platform. So HR expert. Um, and they asked her some questions about dating coworkers. The first one was, how does your role at work intersect with that of your potential romantic partner? Mm-hmm. And she said, you have to ask yourself, is this person your boss or your direct report? If if there are either of those things, it may be best to steer clear because obviously that will affect like other coworkers' percep- perceptions and possibly your own career at the company. Yeah. Um, if you believe that they are the one, they're your soulmate, you can't resist them. Um, then you have to look into if your office policy even allows it, and you should probably let your HR company know or your H, you know, your HR department know. Does anybody actually do that when they start dating someone? Be like, let's go tell HR. I would never in a million years be like, okay, like we're dating and we've been on like. I don't know. It's like, how many dates are you supposed to report it to HR? I know. I think if you're maybe like the CEO and you're dating someone like the, you know, someone that's like hopefully high enough up to where, you know, it's not going to really be a problem. Like they're somewhat of an equal, like maybe some like publicist that, you know, PR wing that's like a different wing. You're not there. You know, I guess if you're the CEO though, everyone's your, your direct report, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think more realistically what would happen is, you would wait until you were serious, which would you know require some secret dating on the side without telling anybody. And then, like, if you were like, okay, we're going to get into like we're going to be BFG of status, then maybe you look into either telling HR or transferring. You know, if the person is your boss, yeah. But then, like, let's say it doesn't work out, but you still kind of start hooking up and dating, seeing if it's going to work out. Like shit could still go awry and you could end up in an HR problem. So I don't know. You just got to be careful. Yeah. It's just maybe you just don't date the person you work with. But but sometimes like you're you're at work like 80% of your day. That's where you meet the most people. Well, that's, yeah, that's why this happens so much. So it's tricky. Um, next question. She said, are both of you on the same page about what you want out of the relationship? Um, she said, be careful to honestly set and manage one another's expectations and confirm that neither of you is expecting something really different from the other. So like if one person's expecting something casual, the other person like thinks you're going to get married, that could be a problem. It's a problem in any relationship, especially one where you work with the person. So she said, if communication about expectations is not clear from the start, it can bubble up and create rifts that could impact your work and relationships with other colleagues by putting them in the middle, which is awkward. Um, we, I feel like we've all been in the position where we might want to be dating someone at work, but we've also been the person that the people that are dating vent to, which can, can be, it's fun to gossip at work. But I love gossiping at work. One of my friends ended up marrying a coworker that she was dating. Um, they never talked about it and they were not, they were in different departments. Like he was in the art department. This is when I worked at a magazine and she was in the news. But I think the thing is she started as an intern and then got hired. Um, so I think maybe she always felt a little weird about that, but, uh, but they didn't talk about it, but did other people talk about it behind their backs? Yes, we all fucking talked about it. We were like, they hooked up at the Christmas party and then like they're secretly dating. I mean, I guess I appreciate that they weren't bringing their personal relationship and like you know being all pda at work of course i wouldn't want that of course but we all thought it was like a little weird that they were so sketch about it you know right. like you got to find a balance don't make it weird but also you don't need to be so secretive sketchy and now they're married and it's like 
I just I just feel like I still feel kind of weird about it. I'm like, I remember when you guys were being so secretive for like a year. It's weird. <laughs> I would just hate the idea of knowing that everyone in my office is talking about my love life behind yeah, my back. People are not dumb. They know. Yeah. Um, okay. So some other questions. If you break up, what is the plan? She says, while this may seem pessimistic, planning ahead is important. You have to know yourself. And if you feel comfortable working side by side with somebody, if you break up with them, so you have to have a plan B. Um, would you and your partner be willing to transfer or like leave the company? Everybody's different. So take time to think this through and make sure that you have a plan. Um, I mean, again, in an ideal world, yeah, this is a great idea. Realistically, is anybody going to be like, okay, we're getting together. What is our plan if we break up? Yeah, I know. It's like, no right. no one thinks that way. You, it's you, like, you you deal with that shit when, God forbid, it happens. Right. And basically, the plan is we're going to be awkward around each other for a while until one of us can't take it anymore. And, and, and who wants to start a relationship that way? Like, okay, let's talk about like worst case scenario when we break up. Like, no one's talking about that. That's why prenuptial agreements are so awkward and nobody wants to do them. Yeah. So, I mean, these are just some pointers from HR if you're considering dating someone at work. Uh, of course, HR is like, come talk to us first. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It also A lot depends, of formalities. Depends on who your HR person is. Like, our HR person was a freaking weirdo. Like, nobody would go talk to her. We found out that she was, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with this. It was just, just to give you, like, their personality on the side, on MySpace. They were writing, like, erotic poetry. <laughs> And like we as found long as they it, weren't bringing it into work. No, we found Wanda's erotic poetry. Um, yeah, I hate to say it, but that's kind of like the the stereotype of HR people is that they're often not very helpful. No, and, and you can't trust them. Like I've gotten screwed over by coming to talk to HR about like like bad stuff previous magazines were doing, and like they went and like told the person that I was that I went to talk to them about. Like you, you need to be careful. Just be careful. Watch just your be back. Careful. Watch your back, listeners. Yeah. Um, what are you reading about, Laura? Okay, so I was reading the New York Times. This is an article by Laura M. Holson asking are we living in a post-happiness world? Now, according to the World Happiness Report, which ranks 156 countries based on inhabitants' perception and well-being, happiness in the United States is declining. I think we've talked about this before on the show, but, you know. And experienced it in our personal lives. Yep. Just, you know, even worse news. This is a new update. Americans said they were less content in 2018 than a year earlier, ranking number 19 behind Australia and Canada. The 24-hour news cycle combined with the onslaught of natural disasters, social upheaval, and political strife has left Americans exhausted. So there's been a lot of books lately that have been written about how to find joy in your life. To explore this question, the author talked to Ingrid Fetelli, who's the author of Joyful, The Surprise Power of Ordinary Things to Create Extraordinary Happiness. That is a mouthful. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said, many people do not know what happiness is and to find the definition hard to pin down. Indeed, happiness does have a certain subjectivity to it. Experts, though, describe it as a positive state of overall well-being combined with a sense that one's life has meaning. Joy, by contrast, is delight in moments that by their nature are fleeting. I don't need to be happy to feel joy. Uh, joy can be inspired by something as simple as tossing confetti or taking a walk outdoors. She said, I don't have to worry about making everything awesome in my life. Now, you and I have interviewed psychologists before who have actually discouraged people from trying to have happiness be the goal because that's, you know, very elusive and quote unquote, like it's hard to achieve because happiness, according to these psychologists that we've had on the podcast, have said that maybe you feel happiness 
it's like a brief moment of you know extreme feelings like right but you, it can't be maintained it, we had dr dr gutman right and she said mm-hmm. your goal should be what she called sustained life satisfaction or contentment you should strive like, for content yeah. to feel content which is like a much more achievable feeling you know to feel content in life versus like feeling like you always need to be happy and then not achieving that can make you not feel so great right and and that has always stuck with me. I think like right now I feel like if I'm watching TV next to Nick and our dog and like my baby's sleeping nicely, I feel very content. Do I feel like extreme happiness? Like someone just called me to tell me like, you know, I've, I won like $5,000 or uh, I get like, you know, some big career news. No, but feeling constant happiness is kind of like this, this hard, this hard, it's too high of a bar. Right. It's, it's, it's not realistic. And like, think about like your adrenaline rushes when you're really happy and like, you kind of like, you just feel like tingly. Like imagine if you felt like that 24 seven, like that you would just, you would have a heart attack and die. It's too much. Absolutely. So what they say is social media has hastened a cultural shift towards instantaneous gratification. We've moved more to a microwave of well-being, having positivity in the minute. And that makes us wonder, are we just careening from moment to moment, which, uh, you know, is kind of what what the people we've interviewed on the podcast have said. Uh, Today, researchers find it troubling that businesses have co-opted joy to market like soda pop and productivity. Also, contentment is the next growth industry. Marketers will tell you to buy things that will make you happy even though the opposite is true. So a lot of people, you know, feel like they need to buy things or they try to find like those brief, you know, big jolts of happiness through through social media, but uh, you know, contentment is 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 the next growth industry. Um one more thing. They also say something else is making happiness harder to attain, a lack of togetherness. Now, you and I are maybe not going to agree with this, but he mm. says he pointed churches and other religious congregations, which have historically been central to a community's integrity, but Facebook, Instagram, and other social media sites, virtual communities are replacing real world gatherings. And that's maybe making happiness harder to attain because you can't feel the same type of happiness, you know, through social media, which I totally agree with. I, however, do not personally believe in organized religion. Same, but I do think you can feel togetherness in all different sorts of places and ways. So I don't know why he just specifically mentioned churches. Sounds a little biased. I think he's just saying like historically that's where people found it. So what I would say is you need to find social gatherings in other in other ways, whether that's like joining a sports league or, you know, reaching out to your neighbors and seeing if they're, you know, not all neighbors are this way, but seeing if they're the type of neighbors that want to be neighborly and maybe like do neighborhood things. Like, I don't know, on our just on my floor, there's like four four different neighbors that that I'm friends with. So it's really nice. I come home, I feel like I've got like a little community because I'm like, hi, hi, Aww. how was your day? Um, so having hobbies and and just things where you have a consistent communal gathering. That doesn't need to be Sunday church. It could be it could be you know your Sunday pottery group, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. <laughs> and I think also like making the time that you spend with other people quality time and like putting your phone away is important like even if it just it doesn't have to be like a big group gathering even if it's just like a one-on-one dinner like just don't keep checking your phone that's something that I because I never happy when I look at my phone because I'm always seeing some horrible news or something so just like put it away absolutely all right it's time to jump into our mailbox but first let's take a quick sponsor break 
would like to thank our sponsor, Manscaped. Support for This Is Why You're Single comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your man's family jewels. Now, Angela, you and I have talked so much on the podcast about like our own maintenance. You've told crazy stories about going to a waxer. I have. I've done my own womanscaping. And I've talked about... It doesn't have quite the same ring to it. No, it it doesn't, but uh, it should. We need to come up with a better word. We do. And I've talked about lasering back when I was like, oh, I'll never want to grow out my hair ever again. There's literally no (laughs) way. And then, of course, I get like a C-section. I'm like, I would love some hair to cover up that scar. That would be great. I know. Sorry. I'm sure the manscaped people listening to this are like, thank you for that. All right. But, you know, we talk a lot about us and our and our womanscaping but like what about what about our men you know men need to like do a little trim trim and trimmy roux right and that doesn't necessarily mean you know hairless but you want to tidy up i do not want them hairless i'm gonna go for the record every girl like has their own opinion maybe on like how they like their their man unless you're like an olympic swimmer and you need it for like to go quick true but yeah, I bet. Yeah, maybe if you're like Michael Phelps, but but no, like, but just like I, I think like I appreciate like a little trimmy trim. Right, that's like what we what I think most women want is like smell good, which Manscaped has like really good smelling uh, products. Yeah, your for peen, like your balls. Make sure your peen is clean. <laughs> pubes. Make sure your peen is clean. <laughs> and then yeah, like a nice a, a good haircut, a fresh haircut. <laughs> On your you just don't want to get like pubes in your mouth. It's true. You don't. <laughs> um, so luckily, Manscaped uh, provides a bunch of products that will make manscaping your genital area or your man's genital area much easier. Um, they have some great advice here. They say, listen up, men. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as on your balls. Yeah, that's gross. That's dirty. So get your own trimmer from Manscaped. Um, they have the Lawnmower 3.0, which comes inside this hot new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift for the holiday season for a man in your life that might have hairy balls. Um, it's literally everything your man needs to keep himself trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. I love it. Yeah. They got everything you need. And they also, I have to say, they have, it's called the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. And um, their products to keep balls, quote, from sweating, smelling, and stinking. And um, I did gift it to Ian, not because he has smelly balls, but because the product smelled so good. And now I can, like, kind of tell when he's wearing it. I'm like, your ball, your balls smell nice. Okay. <laughs> Stay sexy and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SINGLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SINGLE. Naughty or nice, this is the number one gift on Santa's list. We would like to thank our sponsor, Bombas. You know what's a sneaky good holiday gift? Super comfortable Bombas socks. Most people don't ask for socks, but that's just because they haven't worn Bombas. I love comfy socks. Like who does it? You know, Nick's mom got me some comfy socks recently. Yeah. Well, she always like kind of puts them in the, in, in like the. In the stocking. In the stocking. It's a great stocking stuffer. Like a sock within a sock, if you think uh, about it. Yeah, it's true. And 
I love them. When I like was recently sick in the hospital, I brought some comfy socks to the yes. hospital. When I was having the baby, I brought my my comfy socks. I mean, these were both like hospital trying times. But my point is like, you know, when you're not feeling good or you want to feel good or you want to do some like huga at home, like yes. drinking some hot chocolate with the fire. Anytime you want to be cozy or just feel good and you need a little self-love, it all starts with the feet. It's a weird thing, but we're all very connected to our feet. Like the, as long as your feet are comfy, your body's going to be relaxed. It's it's a weird thing about humans. So did you know that socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters? Well, Bomba socks were created to change that. For every pair that you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Bombas socks are soft, like made with the softest cotton in the world. Soft. Yeah. They're built with extra cushioning. So whether you're walking the dog, chilling at home, saving the world, you'll be comfortable. Bombas socks provide support in places you didn't even know you needed it, like your arches. Each sock is built with a special arch support system that is not too tight. It's more like a nice hug for your foot, which sounds lovely. My foot always wants a hug. Mine too. Guys, go to bombas.com slash single today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash single, bombas.com slash single. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, first up, we have an email from our listener, Emily. Emily writes, I am a high school English teacher, single as of a few months ago. Recently, a history teacher who works at my school slid into my DMs. He's super cute and seems like a really great down-to-earth guy, so naturally dates followed. We've been spending more and more time together, have mutually communicated we're both really into each other, but is this self-sabotage, dating a coworker, advice on how to make things work? I don't really see a problem see a problem here. You guys are on the same level at work. He's a history teacher and you're an English teacher, so nobody is each other's boss, which is always you know, the first thing you want to ask yourself. Exactly. Um he seems like a great down-to-earth guy and he's cute. You seem into him. The dates have been going well. Um you both mutually feel, you know, great about it. Um, I would have the conversation with him. I know, I know like earlier when you were talking about your news article, I was like, you don't want to talk about what happens when you break up, but I don't know. A school is very small. It's not like a large company where you can kind of, you know, disappear into the company or avoid each other at work really. Right. And kids have no filter. So if word gets around, they are going to talk about it loudly exactly a million questions so if it doesn't work out it could be awkward so i would try to be very careful to like keep it from the students because that is a great point angela Mm -hmm. and students are very perceptive and and i would have the conversation like i really like you you know but god you know god forbid like if this doesn't work out like how are we going to handle it around school are you going to be like you know cool with everything and (laughs) You know, what are we going to do? Because it's hard to get teaching jobs and, you know, you can't just like transfer a school. It's not that easy. So I would talk about it, but I don't know. Things seem to be good. I don't think it's a huge deal. I, I feel like two teachers dating each other seems like a good fit a natural to me. thing. Yeah, yeah, I think. And it's a good sign that so far he has been pretty upfront about his feelings. Like there's been no like fuck boyisms for lack of a better word, like, totally. you know, like things are going well. He hasn't been like stringing you along in any way, which like 
also leads me to think that if things didn't work out, he would handle it maturely because he's been pretty mature up to this point. God knows you never know. You never know. But we can hope. But all you can do is base it on the evidence that you have. And so far, so good. So yeah, I say go for it discreetly. What else we got in the mailbox? Okay, this one's a slightly longer one. This is from Anna. And Anna writes, My most recent crush is a guy who is five years older than me. We went out a few months back and hit it off amazingly. It was like something out of a movie. We danced, kissed, and talked until the sun came up. And then this man made me breakfast. Wow. Uh, We hung out a few times since with great chemistry. After About a month after, um, I got a job in the same place where he works. He is in another department and in upper management, so he told me we could only be friends from here on out. However, I've blatantly told him how badly I want him to myself. He continuously blows off my advances and friend zones me, but I'm so confused as to why. He's always complimented, complimenting me, telling me I'm impressive and beautiful. We spend time together in the gym. We lunch together about twice a month, cook together and hang out. But he said, oh, oh, he said I'd be an amazing mother and wife and that my future family will be so lucky. Okay, this guy is, ugh, I already hate this guy. I know. Oh, I don't hate him because he was really, I mean, you could keep reading, but I, I feel like I get the gist of this guy. He, I hate him and I don't. He's kind of fucking with your head without meaning to. Like, he likes you and respects you as a person. He's not that into you. Um, but he knows you're a great person. He needs to stop with those overly type of compliments about like your future family will be so lucky. It's like, well, I don't want them to be lucky. I want to be with you. So I hate, I hate when people, he needs to stop with like the overly, you know, over the top compliments and he shouldn't be hanging out with you this much if he's friend zoning you. And the, the truth is he's just not that into you. He likes hooking up with you. He doesn't want things to get, you know, weird not, at work. They're not hooking up anymore anymore they're not and they never had sex she said that i had to cut down the email but they've never had sex okay they never had sex whatever you guys went out he liked you you guys hit it off but he's clearly a guy that like talks the talk a little bit you know here this next bit totally confirms everything you're saying she says he's a player and constantly messing around with women which he tells me about in explicit detail okay here you go and then she says he says that i'm the only woman in his life that he respects and trusts he tells that to a lot of women i'll tell you right now that should that to me would be a huge turnoff because I would be like, I'm the only woman that you respect and trust. You don't respect any other women. What about your mom? Yeah, dude. Also, you know, and you're hooking up with women that you don't respect. This is like this is the type of guy that has like deep conversations for three hours with every person he goes out with. Those mm-hmm. conversations are not something special. So she says, we danced, we kissed, we talked until the sun came up. Let me tell you right now, he does that with a lot of people, and he probably talks about the same type of stuff, like deep conversations about the meaning of life with everyone. Okay, so not to make you feel like you're not special, I think and I've known guys like this. Because Angela and I, I'll tell you off the mic, but but we both mutually know a guy who's like this. And he's told me straight up like that he just, he falls in love with every, with every person he dates. Like mm-hmm. he falls hard and he has those deep conversations with everybody. And that's just how he is. When he's with somebody, you're the most important person in the world, but he feels that way with a lot of people. And I got to say, props to this guy for at least telling you, like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. So... I know that his maybe actions and his his actions are kind of telling you the opposite and his words are telling you both things, that he's not into you and that he is into but that you. You're, but that you're beautiful and amazing, whatever. And amazing. But also that he 
only wants to be your friend. But, it, you know, you got to look at the columns. On one column, it's I'm not into you. And the other column is like, oh, you're amazing. You're beautiful. And and uh, he still likes to hang out with you. You've just got to listen to the column that's saying he doesn't want to be with you uh, exclusively. And you've just got to go with that and know that this is just one of those types of guys. There's Everyone knows someone like this. They're around. They have deep conversations with lots of people about religion and their family and the meaning of life and art and movies and and they make you feel like you're so special when you're with them. But but the, but they're kind of fuckboys also. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. And like, yeah, you just need to listen to the literal words he is saying to you. Like he literally has said to you, I don't want to be with you. I just see you as a friend. So even if he's super nice and complimentary, you need to just like not hold out hope that that's going to change and move on and stop for your own sake stop spending so much time with him so that you yeah, can move stop. on emotionally because like this relationship there's no way this makes you feel good like maybe you have moments of like 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 our article you have spikes of happiness but there's no move way on. you're uh, content with this so yeah move on if you want your listener questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. Now it's time for us to move into our reason of the week. This week's reason is workplace romances. So like we said earlier, you spend so much time at work. So obviously, like those are the people you're around the most. You're going to wind up being attracted to people around you. And that's just like the most common place to meet people. So it can be tempting. Um, Workplace crushes can be fun. We've all had them. But anything beyond that, is that is it ever actually worth the stress? It depends. I got to say it depends. Like I said, my friend married a guy that she worked with even though they kept it on the DL and we all knew about it you know I've known a lot of people in my life who've met people at work you just have to be careful and you really have to you really have to be objective and think like in the worst case scenario if this person gets mad at me are they a vengeful person because you cannot take a risk on someone being vengeful with your career so are they vengeful are they gonna like you know fuck with me at work are they gonna like talk shit on me to my coworkers? that it's in a way that's gonna like make me look bad because then not only will you have like lost your friends that are your coworkers, it'll affect your happiness at your job and you'll have lost your relationship things can go really they can spiral out of control so it's yeah. best to look elsewhere for relationships in my opinion but if you fall for someone at work like that's bound to happen and and sometimes it can end up really well. And if you have someone that's respectful and they're a kind, good person and when stuff doesn't work out, they are still supportive and like try their best to make things not weird, then like, then then it happens and it can be fine. Yeah. And I think this is advice that can be applied to like anytime you're thinking about pursuing something, but especially at work. Like if you look at their track record and it's not great. <laughs> or do they talk shit on a lot of want. their exes? Or right. do they not like a lot of their exes? Uh, that's a red flag. Right. And there's no reason to assume like, but with me, it'll be different. Like, no, no, it probably won't be. And then it's going to make work really awkward. Like Nick didn't love his ex. Like he like, you know, told me a lot of bad stuff, but was never vengeful and like only truly wanted the best for for them. And like, didn't go out of his way to try and like kind of destroy her life. If anything, tried to like help and like try to move on and totally go the separate ways and is not a vengeful person. Right. Because there are people out there that will genuinely like, you know, you cross them and they're going to be like, I'm going to get that person fired or 
whatever. So yeah, you got to be careful. Um, I also think it depends on the kind of job. Like if it's just like a summer job, if it's like not a job that you take that seriously. Go for it. Yeah. Try to bone everyone. That is what summer jobs are for. <laughs> just do it. But if it's like your actual career, then yeah, you got to take it a little more seriously. Um, I would also say don't gossip with people. Don't like be careful. Trust no bitch, you know? Trust like, no bitch. Be careful only who you tell. Talk with your friends that do not work there. Like I know at work sometimes I'd feel like, oh, oh my God, like this person's like my best friend and I would, you know, they would talk to me about every person they date. But don't do that if the person that, you know, I didn't know the people they were dating so they could tell me everything. But it would have changed big time if who they were talking about was someone that we worked with. Yeah. And if the person that you're seeing tells people without like, like if you told them not to and they like break that trust, they're cuts. Yeah. You're done. They're cut. They're cut. And like we said earlier, you know, if if you're their supervisor or they're your supervisor, that can be problematic. Power prob- imbalance. Nope. Power don't, dynamics. Just don't go there. Nope. But nope, nope, um, nope. otherwise, yeah, just be careful. And on that note, it's time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Sure, Jim and Pam worked out on The Office, but does it always end in happiness? Laura is going to guess which of these famous coworkers made it last and which went down in flames in a game we call You, you Better, Better Work, work together. together. That was fun. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm going to name different couples from TV shows and you have to guess if they wound up together ultimately. Oh, I love this. Okay, first up, Alex and Izzy on Grey's Anatomy. Izzy was Catherine, Catherine Heigl? Yes. No, they did not end up together because like she does not have good luck in life. <laughs> that is correct. They broke up, but mostly because they wanted to write Katherine Heigl off the show. If if they had all gotten along, they might still be together to this day. Poor Katherine Heigl. <laughs> yeah, her and they got married and then they got divorced on the show. And now she's like written off. Uh Angela and Dwight on the office. Uh and Dwight. Oh my god, I forgot they t- Dwight. No, they couldn't have ended up together. Actually, they got married on the season, the series Wait, did finale. I, did I do the wrong buzzer for the first one? No, I did the right buzzer. I was I right remember. on the first one. You were right. Yeah, they broke up, but you were right. Even oh, though it's a negative. I think I did a positive a, sound for a negative thing. Okay, I think I did the wrong buzzer. Good. But um, you were right, though. Okay. This great. one, you were wrong, though. Got it. They got married in the series finale. I didn't even remember that. That's insane. Dwight and Angela together forever. Insane. Uh, Anne and Chris on Parks and Rec. Or, the, or did they wind up together or not together? Which one was Chris? Which one was Anne? That was, um, what's his name? Low, Rob Lowe and um, Rashida Jones. Oh, um, I don't think Rob Lowe was on it the whole time. So I'm going to say they broke up. They actually got married and Aww. had like kids together. And she named one of her kids Leslie after Leslie. No, wait, that's too hot of a couple. Rashida Jones and Rob Lowe. Those like. Rashida Jones is definitely one of my girl crushes. I know. Actually, that's right. And Rob Lowe was my, an actual man crush of mine for a time. Oh, my God. And he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely attractive children for the two of them. Um, okay. Benson and Stabler on Law and, Law and Order SVU. I have no idea who those people are. So <gasps> I'm going to go uh, together forever. No. No, but it was also kind of a trick question because everybody wanted them to get together. They were like police partners. They never actually were together. They they never got together, but people okay, wanted whatever. them Okay, whatever. I don't to. watch that show. I don't care. <laughs> they were just so few, honestly, examples of work people on TV really? that didn't get together. Literally, it was either they by the end of the series, people 
got married or the actor wanted to leave the show so they murdered them. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, which is why I, I was going to use an example from The Good Wife, but because like it was like the, main, they get the main couple like didn't wind up together because Josh Charles wanted to get written off so they had him die in a shooting. Of course. Um, but I felt that was too dark to include in this game. All right, next question. Kelly and Ryan which is Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak on The Office. Did they wind up together? Oh, or did they break up? I really hope they ended up together because they didn't in real life. They, oh, they did. did. Oh, that's like happy and sad at the same time because happy that they ended up together, but but sad that they didn't in real life. But I feel like maybe they will in real life one day. I still secretly hope so. I mean, I know I they're just- I hold out hope. I know they're just BFFs and like claim it's like a platonic relationship, blah, blah, blah. I still just love them together. Same. Well, apparently they ran away together in the finale, which is very sweet. Okay, final- Question, Sam and Diane on Cheers, did they ultimately break up or stay together? Uh, stay together, Cheers would make it happy. No. No, they broke up. Mm. I know. I would have been, had I been an adult at the time, I feel like I would have been very disappointed by that choice. Did Ross and Rachel end up together? I know they're not like workplace people, but this is just making me think. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think they did. Well, that was kind of like a lesson I learned in making this quiz. I was like, wow sitcom writers give the people what they want ultimately like they break people up a million times but ultimately almost all couples that people love wind up together that's how it's got to be which is why that was a bold move on cheers that they did not yeah that's sad well we hope that's helpful we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's this is why your single podcast check out our book it's available on amazon barnes and noble and our audiobook on audible you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of our for a, for a full list of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram and just good old Laura Lane on Twitter. Yeah, and like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.